welcome. My name is Doug Simcox, and I'm here today with Mr. Sam Swearingen. He's my co-host. Now, Sam and I are writing for the brand, BTC Beyond the Shoots. I'm sitting in Taylorsville, Kentucky, recording. Sam's up in Leicester, New York, recording. Today is Tuesday, October 17th, 2023. Today, Sam and I are going to catch up, discuss some current events, and this weekend's PBR and Teams Championship. We got a lot of catching up to do. And if you remember Sam, he is a two-time North American Rodeo Commission Saddle Bronc Riding Champion, IFR qualifier many times over, APRA champion Saddle Bronc Rider. He's qualified a number of times to the PR- PRCA Circuit Finals and has competed at the Dodge National Circuit Finals in Pocatello, Idaho. He's also a rodeo stock contractor. He sold out about two years ago, but he was a rodeo stock contractor for about 30 years, put on a bunch of rodeos up through the Northeast and took a lot of stock to the International Finals Rodeo. And in addition, he has mentored and coached a bunch of rodeo athletes that have worked for him, that have come up through the game. And I think today you're going to say he is one of the biggest rodeo fans out there in the sport of rodeo. So Sam, how are you today? What's going on? Well, Doug, after an introduction, I, I got to be doing good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, thank you for those kind words. And uh, yeah, we're just having a blessed day up here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of thank you and blessings, thank you to Parasite System for their support with our podcast, Parasite Systems. Remember, they got that coupon, BTC023, to get 50% off your testing all done via the mail, nice and easy. Hey, Sam, I got kits that went in the mail to you today. They're on their way to you. You're going to get them turned around. Uh, Eric and his team at Parasites going to be able to give you some feedback. You're going to be hunting with a rifle here when it comes to Parasites. Well, that will be wonderful. I, I am looking fo- so forward to it. Uh, actually, I just sold my feeder cattle, so I'll be getting a new batch in here sometime, and uh, we'll start off right on the right route getting them fixed up to begin with yeah and you still got the cow calf operation uh no i sold that too okay uh, i'm and, pretty much empty here and, and if i'm not mistaken heads. you're out of bronx as well yeah um guy called me up from oklahoma wanted the rest of my bronx so i uh loaded him up and took him out there okay okay well, you got new feeder calves coming in, I know, new feeder cattle, and you've been working on a barn, renovating, getting ready. You got a bunch of concrete work coming. Yeah, we've been uh, rebuilding the barn to put the feeder cattle in, and my my cattle were ready to go in there, and the barn wasn't done, and I had somebody offer me pretty good money for them, so I said, they're going to be I'll get the infrastructure done before I fill it this time. Love it. Love it. <laughs> and it's time, right? Right. Time to get that infrastructure from your doctoring and your, um, your worming, all the work you've got to do. So you're going to be setting up uh, pretty good catch pens and everything there, shoots? Um, the shoots will come later on. I'm doing rebuilding the barn and concreting the floor and a bunk out front to put the feed on and push up to them instead of putting it into uh, regular feeders so mm-hmm. make it easier for if i'm not here somebody can take care of them and 
If I am, it's easier on an old fat guy. There you go. And you're set up to, to be able to scrape the barn pretty easy? Well, actually, mine's going into a pit silo. Into a uh, pit silo. Okay. A concrete pit silo there that we'd usually put silage in. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use that to clean the barn. And I won't. My idea is to have a pack in the barn itself and just clean right where they eat every day. That way it, okay. it's a lot softer for them laying in there instead of being on concrete all you the bet. time. You bet. So corn corn stalks or some sort of bedding or some older hay. Yeah, I we got both corn stalks and some old hay that I didn't sell two years ago, and that'll be perfect for it. Okay. Okay, excellent. And when are you expecting to have everything kind of finished up? I know you got concrete work to do. You got more tin work to do on the roof. A goal of being able to finish up and roll in the the next batch of cattle? The goal would be two weeks, but probably a month out. Okay. To be realistic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right, very good. Well, we're going to be asking about that, so keep us up to date on how that is going. And another update, Kane Smith, uh, your niece Jody's son with the Moya Moya uh, disease. What, uh, what, if anything, do you have to report out on, on that young man? Well, praise the Lord. It mm-hmm. is uh, mm-hmm. just amazing. They went to Boston and did an operation on the 11th. Oh, they've already started. And- they've already operated. They operated on the 11th. Yes, they, when she got to some different doctors, they said it is imperative that you get him in before 60 days of when he had the stroke. Oh, wow. And uh, they put, they operated on him. And if things were going well, they were going to, I guess they have to do it on both sides of, of the brain. Mm-hmm. I don't really know, but mm-hmm. they did both sides that day. Uh, both sides? And both sides. Wow. And he uh, came through it well. I, he had some kind of incident they said would probably happen, mm-hmm. and I don't know what it was. She didn't elaborate, but after that incident, they put him back in the ICU, and mm-hmm. I guess uh, then they, he was out of it. Okay. And he is uh, back in Oklahoma now. Really? Okay. Doing doing very well, she said. I talked to her last night. Oh, wonderful. And what kind of recovery? Is he back in school yet? Uh, what What are they saying? I don't think he's back in school yet, but he could be. Uh, wow. He was able to fly home. So, you know, it, it has to be, you know, it's got to be good. It, it's going to, and she said in... Uh, they're going to do some kind of test to follow up mm-hmm. shortly. And then they do MRIs every three months okay. for the first two years, I think. Oh, wow. And then uh, one a year after that, if it's all going as planned. Wow. 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 Yeah. Excellent. And and there was thoughts at one point, I know when they were talking to some other doctors, they were talking about pulling a vein out of his leg to to put uh, to put a bigger artery or, or feeding system up there. Is that kind of what they did? I think that's what they did. Okay. Yes. I, okay. You know, I, I didn't even yeah. care about that. I just wanted to know the boy was okay. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> but uh, I, I believe that's what they did. It, 
it's it's like it just needed to flow. Yep. The yep. blood needed to flow where it needed to. You bet. And you bet. I think that's what they may do. You yeah. bet. You bet. Well, as you said, so. praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's, uh, yeah. And and I want to say thank you to all of our listeners that donated to the auction. Uh, good golly to the GoFundMe page, um, to the benefit. I mean, there was such a cool outpouring of caring and money and love, Sam. Um, and it was. I mean, it was fun. It was a good time for a good reason. And so much appreciated. You know, they... They couldn't have done what they did without some help somewhere. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Or else go hugely in debt. I mean, they'd yeah. have done what they had to do, but mm -hmm. you you couldn't have done it. And, yeah. you know, to be going to Boston and spending all that time there and everything that leads up to it, it's just. And, know. and more to come, right? With all the testing that still is going to go on. And um, so. So yeah, so thank you to all of our all of our listeners that participated, not everybody that that donated. Thank you so much for what a great cause, Young King. Yes, I so much appreciate everything everyone's done. You thank you. You bet. You bet. Oh golly, Sam! Last time we did a catch up, we were in uh, Saint Teat. Uh, we were <laughs> up there what the eleventh, twelfth, something like that. 55th annual year. So great to get up there and, and see Sylvain and see BJ. Um, haven't seen them in years. Uh, and I got to say, we met a pretty cool guy, Max Dusty, right? The LaGrange uh, Rodeo Max. Yep. The bullfighter. The bullfighter. <laughs> the ex-bullfighter. Yeah. And, <laughs> and just so you know, Max was super complimentary about our, our new shirts. He actually said, I would take the one right off your back if you would give it to me, is exactly what he said. Is that right? That's what well, he said. Yeah. I'm glad I got mine to the cleaner so before okay. he got a hold of it. Okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I, uh, I'll have to check, see, but I think I've got all three of them back. But uh, thank you to, to uh, Parasite Systems for helping us out with those shirts. We, we were there in style, Sam. Yeah, I People asked us what it was and yep. what was, you know, yep. what it was about. And, yeah. And, yeah. you know, St. T, when you can show your shirts off, is very seldom. The mm -hmm. weather was beautiful. Oh, gosh, it was gorgeous. Beautiful. Yep. 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 And we were treated like VIPs, right? We were, we were allowed in places that I would never, with anybody in their right mind, would allow me to be. Well, thank you for going, Doug, because I, I, I've been there for a few years and yeah. never was able to go those places, so I know it was you that got me there. You so think so? You think it. so? I think so. Well, yeah. we, uh, yeah, they, they, they looked at us when we showed up in certain places, but they, they were pretty kind. They, uh, they really did. Uh, it was just, it was just a super, it was definitely a VIP treatment. Is that, is that not true? That is very true. You bet. Yeah. You bet. And that studio was excellent, and uh, the the conversations uh, that uh, that we had up there, and your episode, your interview of me, is going to be going up in about two weeks, Sam. And I oh, got to okay. tell you, you did a really, 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 really good job interviewing. I may just go to second chair on this whole thing. Well, I, I think you're where where you need to be, and 
probably the reason it was good is I didn't try to talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, great fun. Great fun. Um, and we got some brand new episodes up that I hope everybody's finding. Rock and Robbie Hodges. Um, we're tomorrow. Uh, yeah, tomorrow, maybe Thursday. Uh, we're recording on Tuesday here. Uh, we're going to be releasing the third episode of Robbie Hodges. Um, man, you got to check it out if you haven't heard it. He does a super, super job, tells a lot of great stories. And man, he's, he's been, he's been, he's covered a lot of miles, Sam, right? Um, in more ways than one, he's covered a lot of miles. <laughs> he's yeah, lived a he big can life. Tell stories. Oh my goodness. My goodness. And, and believe it or not, there's one more episode that we are still scheduling to uh, record. Uh, which oh, he's going to talk very specifically about uh, the NFR and his experience out there um, in 2010. In addition, I don't know if you saw this, um, I think it was last week we put up an episode with Dale Yerrigan, IPRA. You remember, you, you, he would come up and around, right? Benton and Attica and that sort of thing? Yeah. Um, it's been a long time since he's been up here, but... Uh... I rodeoed not with Dale, but back when he was rodeoing, mm -hmm. and uh, just an outstanding bulldogger mm -hmm. and uh, all-around good guy. Just a good, good guy. You bet. And great tells a great story. He uh, talks about growing up in Minnesota, finding high school rodeo, having a great set of neighbors that that helped him learn the the skills, and at twenty years old moves off to to Oklahoma to um, to start steer wrestling. And uh, he won 11 uh, steer wrestling championships in the IPRA. And then, of course, today, you know, he is the general manager of the IPRA. Um, I've got another episode that uh, we're going to be recording with him. He's going to be talking about, you know, what he does on a day-to-day -day level, some of the changes that are going on, uh, and that sort of thing within the organization. I'm, I've been pretty impressed as, I, as I've done my research, not only with him, but with uh, where, where the IPRA is headed, Sam. Yeah, and uh, it uh, everything runs in cycles, and I think the IPRA now has some really good people behind it and some good financial backing behind it, and I think it's just going to grow and grow and grow. You bet. Uh, you it, bet. it looks better, and uh, something that uh, should be said, you know, Dale and his wife Kathy, you know, good people and everything. But his son is a two-time PRCA announcer of the year. Absolutely, absolutely, Garrett. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that on the episode. Um, yeah, done a great job, man. Come up, uh, come up. He announced the IPRA, you know, the the finals twice for Dale, you know, and that and the IPRA before he moved on. So well, yeah, there's probably for, more conversation. Go ahead. First off, he. Uh, when he was still in high school, he came up and DJ had him announce rodeos in Canada. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, that's where he got to start. Yep. Was right through the Rawhide Rodeo. Company. Absolutely. So New York Connection, we always come back to that, right? New York Connection and connection with the Rawhide Rodeo Company as well. You, you, and I said this to, if you remember, I, um, with, with Sylvain and, uh, BJ, we were talking about St. Tite. We're talking about the great, the great, uh, entertainers that if not launched through St. Tite, um, actually, you know, got their, got their footing 
maybe in Canada. So we're talking about Brinson uh, Harris, of course. Um, uh, Hollywood Harris has gone up there and entertained there. Rock and Robbie Hodges, Ryan Rodriguez. I mean, these guys, these guys, uh, they they uh, they really learned a lot up there. And man, um, Brinson just does a super job up there. But back to that connection, Sam, and and helping these entertainers uh, find their way. Right. And uh, the the clowns, they they try to keep the same ones until they can't because mm-hmm. the crowd gets so used to them and they really enjoy them. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, Brinson has stepped in and filled the, the shoes of, uh, I, I think, Probably the most beloved one up there mm-hmm. was Ryan Rodriguez. Okay. Okay. Yep. He was just all he had to do was stick his hat out there, and they'd stand up and stomp their feet. And you know, uh, the stage that we were on to watch the show up by the announcers. Yep. You know, he one time he he had him put a zip line up there and had sparklers shooting off from the zip line from there to the other end of the arena. Yep. And yep. It was just pretty cool. It it's super cool. cool. And and what's interesting, you know, you talk about old school. The whole rodeos announced in French. And why I say old school? Back in the old days, your rodeo clowns were never mic'd up, right? right? So if they had a joke to tell, it had to be passed through the announcer. Um, and and these guys, because they're English speaking, Brinson and so forth, he's not mic'd up, so it's all off of you know, his movements and, and so forth. So, uh, the very first night I watched him, which was, a uh, Wednesday night, I think it was a Wednesday night, Sam, uh, performance. He comes mm-hmm. out in the middle and he claps his hands three times and everybody followed, right? The yeah. whole crowd. And he stamps his feet and they stamp their feet. And then he gets them singing the, I forget what the song is. We talk about it with uh, with Sylvain and BJ and so forth, that, that song that they sing at the hockey games. But just like that, he picked them up, and it was about a three-minute bit, and off he goes. Yeah. Right? Uh, but and, the connection and, and the power. Yeah, and he connects with crowds fantastic. It, it, whether he's mic'd up or not, he's always up in the crowd and uh, mm-hmm. being a part of it. and. People just love to see him and get their picture with him, and it, it's it's different. And him and Ryan Rodriguez were the best for not having to talk to yeah. communicate what they wanted. Yeah, and and, and, and absolutely. And I don't know if you notice this. You know, talk about going up in the crowds and pictures and all that sort of. I don't know if you notice this. He came up. He Brinson came up and sat by me for probably two minutes during the show. Well, yeah, because the girl on the other side of me is trying to crawl over me to get a picture with him. I remember you that. Know, so I kind of noticed. <laughs> yeah. So was that part of the VIP treatment? Do you think Do you think Sylvain says, oh, go find Sam and Doug and go sit with them? Do you think that's how that went? I think that was uh, kind of done out of respect for what <laughs> we have done for him. Okay. That, that, that means a lot when yeah. something like that happens. It was great. When, it was when great. you get that respect. You yeah. bet. You bet. You bet. Mm-hmm. Oh, great to see him. Just, just, and I've seen him, you know, we saw him in Nashville live and all that stuff. Yeah. So we kind of pop up in, in odd places for him, I think, you know, uh, yeah. kind of, he, he was a bit surprised in Nashville. I do know that. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so anything else on uh, that 55th year um, uh, annual St. Tite Western Festival? Anything else uh, you want to throw out there? Uh, it, no, it was a great show, um, as always. And uh, they they always bring new and things to it the mm-hmm. the the infrastructure the worker work behind the scenes it's got to be so impressive there oh. like any big event but yep. uh yep. and uh, the bull jumper that they oh, have that was incredible crazy. that was just absolutely so. crazy and what a talent yeah and when you hear the story Savane told me the story of him start you know mm-hmm. the guy kept writing him letters i want to come i want to do it uh, and finally you know he said i'll come do it for Sylvain said little or nothing just to show you what he got and he's been a staple there ever since because it's just incredible what he does you bet you bet no what a great show and you got to go up there if you haven't been up there i'm going to encourage everybody uh it's about two hours north of montreal by car um, and it's just a wonderful place, just a wonderful place. So since we got back, Sam, been rather busy, just got to tell you, been rather busy. Uh, this last week, uh, we took a, a trip in, uh, in the motorhome. Uh, so Laura, my wife and, and Ben, my son and his wife, uh, we all took off, went to Iowa, visited the folks. And of course, while I was there, went to Simcox and company barbershop and got my hair cut. Uh, and my nephew, right? My, my, the nephew, my nephew, that's the youngest barber there. He just started, um, finished, finished school, I think in April and has been cutting. Um, so I always go in there and tell him how I want to cut. Usually it's like, imagine if I have a wedding this weekend, uh, but I want it look like it was cut two weeks ago. That's the kind of stuff I tell him. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and this one, I said, imagine I have a wedding in two weeks and I want it to look perfect in two weeks. So you got to cut a little bit shorter, um, but <laughs> just did a great job. And it's still great to see family and and everybody. And and Nam, she is a chef. That's Ben's wife. She is a Thai chef. And um, she fed one evening. She fed 24 people Thai food. Oh, and wow. I mean a complete menu. Now, is she in Kentucky now? She is. She is. Yeah. So they got married about two and a half years ago. Right. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, she was able to get her visa and everything in uh, about about two months ago. And they landed here. I want to say it was around. They've been here about 30 days. So what is that? About mid-September, they, they were able to come in. So, so uh, uh, my concern is when I, when can I come down and get some Thai food? Well, I, they they are in three days going to head to Alaska, so it's going to be <laughs> it's unless you can be here between now and then, which you are totally welcome, Sam. Totally oh, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> but boy, did she boy did she cook and did just a super job. And not only did she feed them one night, she fed them two nights and different menu each night and it was just absolutely great so and just a joy to have her and um we really enjoyed the visit and and been help she helped me a bunch in the motorhome we've been doing some decorating some renovating some painting that sort of thing so all four of us piled in and we took off for iowa in the motorhome we went from there down to kansas city on the on the 
on the Kansas side and had dinner on Saturday. I'm sorry, Wednesday night with my my cousin Daryl. He's a year older, and his wife Timmy. Um, and went out and had a great evening. And just got to tell you, he enjoys listening to our podcast. He walks about five miles every day. He's a year older than me. Um, and and he's right now in physical therapy. He's um, he's um, he he played four years college football as a tackle. And he said the other morning he woke up and stretched like you would stretch, like put an arm over your over your head, stretching. Uh-huh. And yeah. he's now in physical therapy. He doesn't know what he did. I said, football related. He said, no, not football related. <laughs> and I said, stop the stretching. Stop it. Right. Yeah. Highly yeah. overrated. Stop the walking. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> well, no, we want him walking because he listens to the podcast. He oh, says, okay. yeah, yeah. He says he really enjoys the podcast and he's got some questions which he's going to be mailing us and they'll be for you, Sam. And we'll be, he'll be, he wants, he wants to know a little bit more about what's going on in this rodeo world. Um, okay. and, and then we took off the next day and went to Hayes, Kansas, which is about four hours west of, of Kansas City, right on 70, right? Um, and I build an airplane rudder. Uh, in a workshop with uh, with an airplane kit manufactured out there called Rands, Ben is getting a getting. He's a pilot and he wants to build a plane, and and it's I'm going to be doing quite a bit of the build. It sounds like so we're going to okay, Doug. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got you know most fathers and son projects are like working on an old Chevelle. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you guys are going to build an airplane. Well, we are. We are. Good on you. We Good are for you. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, and just and just a, it was fun being out there. Just a great organization. And I came back with my rudder. I have now the rudder oh. of the plane that we're going to be building. The plane comes in April. It's going to be delivered here to Taylorsville, and okay. uh, then I we guess. build it from there. And you got to stop in. I'm going to need lots of rivets put in. Okay. Okay. It's all aluminum. Um, lots of rivets. That's what I be, took away. Be froggish, huh? Be froggish. Absolutely. That, rivet. That's a yeah, rivet. I get it. I get it. I like that. I'll laugh at my own jokes. That's, Nobody else has to. That's a dad joke. I like that. I like dad jokes. Yeah. And when does a dad joke become a dad joke? Do you know? When it's a bad joke? No, no, no. No. Oh, Close. No. When it's a parent Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think Robbie told me that joke. Okay. Uh, and then this weekend, we are, I am headed to Austin, Texas, to Circuit of the Americas, to the F1 race there. So, you, you Eric from Parasite, he set all this up. So, we're going to go out there uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Tons of stuff going on. I heard Queen's got a concert out there with Adam Adam Lambert. Um, so anyway, that's coming up. So I'll have something to report out. But I'm excited. Never been to an F1 race before. I watch them on TV, follow them. I know the players, but never have been there. And when he called up and offered this up, I'm like, yeah, got to go. <laughs> yeah, try to stop me. Huh? Try to stop me. Try to stop me. And then a little bit on my own driving, um, working on uh, the final event for the Celica. That's going to be at Barber Motorsports Park down in Birmingham. I think it's 11th and 12th of November. Uh, 
Um, last, last test session we had it out, I came away with three things that I needed to work on. One is more power. It's supercharged. So we got into the tuner and he put it on the dyno. We went from 192 horsepower at the wheel to 217, uh, which doesn't sound like a lot, but the car weighs about 2,300 pounds. So we are, we, we definitely made a nice advance there. Um, and then a new coilover suspension is coming in. We're going to get that installed before we take off for Barber. And then probably next year, we're headed towards maybe run a bit of an upgraded tire, race slicks or something like that. So, Sam, last time you saw it was in Watkins Glen. Um, so we need to get you in because it's got a wing on it since you saw it and just all kinds of cool things. Ooh. We got to get an Neat. event set up. Well, I don't know if I need to go around that track like that too many more times. You don't I, think so? I, I, well, I don't know. Maybe if you're not in the right seat, it would be better. <laughs> maybe, maybe so. But yeah, it it gave me new perspective on what those race drivers do. <laughs> it's it's fun. A good way to see the track, and you were in a beautiful car that day. But at some point, we got to get you in the Celica because I think you'll enjoy it. Um, so we best get on to, to our, to our catch-ups and everything. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about before we roll on? No, I think I'm ready to get started. Okay. So let's talk a little bit like we always do. How's Dalen? Dalen is, uh, doing better. Okay. Yeah. He, uh, he got on a practice bowl the other day. He sent me a video, made a really good ride. That his shoulder was sore afterwards, but it was sore. It wasn't hurting. Hmm. Okay. wasn't wasn't uh, hurt I should say not hurting but uh, mm -hmm. it was sore he knew you know what and if Dalen said it's sore it, it's pretty sore he's kind of tough mm -hmm. and uh but looks like he'll be getting on in Las Vegas okay good I'm so excited for him because I, he does not like like to be off right and uh, right. I think he's I think he's ready good 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 scale of one to ten do i dare ask scale of one to ten on on full strength and health um i think everything's full strength um it just depends on how that shoulder goes when it gets on a really strong mm -hmm. strong bowl mm -hmm. uh, and and so i would say seven if you're gonna okay one to ten i'd say seven because okay. you don't know where that's at yeah and we're gonna get into coaching and i want you to hold this we're gonna get into your coaching mentality for the weekend here in a bit but knowing he's a seven knowing that big hard bulls are gonna jerk on him and probably hurt a bit i'm gonna be asking that question again okay how okay. do you how do you make your decisions? Um, and then um, uh, King of the North series had a great start to the season. wasn't able to go much towards the end of the season. Was in first place, I think, with one event in the finals to go, um, and he ends up second. Wins twenty five thousand uh, dollars. Pretty good year. Not as good as the year before, where he won the hundred thousand. Um, have you talked to him about that? I mean, does that go into the, the, the contract negotiation at some point? If I'm one of these top guys saying, I want to run King of the North and you got to let me go. You know, I, I don't know because I don't know what they're making, you know, yeah, yeah. what, what are they yeah. paying them? And Dalen is very, tight-lipped about that mm -hmm. and that's his business and i'm not going to pry yeah for uh, sure for sure but 
if it's not good money, that's not a bad thing to look at because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. there's there's money to be won out there other than the team. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yep. Even PRCA, you could go to a lot of rodeos in that mm -hmm. six months time. Yep, yep, so, yep, yep. Yeah, but. There's okay. a lot to be said for the teams, too, and I really like it, and I think it's wonderful. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I'm just going to keep throwing these angles in that I'm, uh, you know, that keep popping mm -hmm. in my brain that I keep wondering from a financial and, you know, a logistical standpoint. So yeah. talking a little bit about PBR teams, a bit of news, Silvano Alves makes his 500th ride. To put in perspective, there's been three other players that have done that. So he's number four, Sam. Talk a little and, bit and, about 500 rides. And that's incredible. Yeah. You know, that's that's 500 of the rankest bulls week in and week out. Yeah. Just, just incredible. And uh, there's a reason why, you know, he's a, a great bull rider. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't let himself get hurt. Mm -hmm. um, if mm -hmm. he gets in some trouble, he'll jump off and go to live another day yep and yep. uh yep the, the these team things i thought he was done before the team mm -hmm. he was get bucked off he shook his head he was you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I thought he's enough you know i can't do this anymore and now with the team where they can match bulls to him mm -hmm. that fit him 90 mm -hmm. percent of the time mm -hmm. um it's put new life in him you bet and it has it has made somebody like Savannah, which probably would be retired right now, mm -hmm. come out and uh, be a huge asset for his team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And this just popped in my brain. I said, I'm going to bring some angles to it. Um, does it put an asterisk on his 500 rides when maybe he came in with 485? And I don't know the number through the individual side of things. And he's been able to make the 15 rides because of those matchups. You know, there's um, when I say an asterisk in NASCAR, you know, they, they kind of put an asterisk on if you won a race that was shortened by rain. So something uh -huh. that was a little bit odd. Do they put an asterisk on it because of teams and Marchi and, and Mooney and Mike Lee, those other guys that are 500 plus didn't ride for the team. So they didn't get those matchups. What's your thoughts? Uh, do I think he would have 500 rides if it was straight yeah. the old style? Yeah. No. Okay. I don't think he would. Okay. Uh, now, did he earn those 500 rides? Yes. Sure. Sure. <laughs> he did, but I, there is no way that he would be at 500 now mm -hmm. without being able to be matched up against Bulls. Yep. 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 It just it just wouldn't happen because you're not going to draw the ones that go to the right every time for you. Yeah, just what you want. You bet. You bet. So. Yeah, and maybe there'll come a time where they talk about the, the pre-team days, right? Uh -huh. And the stats from that versus the the post-team days. You know, we've seen we've talked about Marcus Mast and how his riding percentage has has doubled when he gets in on the team event versus the individual event. Kind of like baseball and the steroids, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Modern era versus the, the <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they talk about that stuff in in in, uh, in racing, NASCAR and all that sort of thing. 
So, but but a great accomplishment, and I I hundred percent. You got to be good, and you got to have you got to be able to get on that many bulls, right? You yeah. just and that's longevity, and that's health, and that's live to fight another day. I, I think you're spot on. Um, so the PBR team finals open up Friday night, this Friday, three days, four days from now, um, seven forty five Pacific Daylight Time on Friday, again on Saturday, and then on Sunday at twelve forty five PDT. So you're going to have lots of opportunities to see it. Um, and PBR teams, a bit of news. Um, Kaiki Pacheco, Sam is back with the Nashville Stampede. While that, why that matters, he didn't ride any regular season teams. He was injured before the Unleash the Beast finals in uh, May. So he has been off for six months now, Sam. What's your, what's your thoughts on Kaiki? Have you heard? Is he healthy? Is and and what is he going to hit the round grunt, uh, ground running? What are your thoughts? Um, my thoughts. I'd like to know what kind of practice rules he's been getting on. If he has been getting on any, mm-hmm. he knows how to ride. But when you're off for six months, you don't just crawl down on one of them and act, just everything fall together. Mm-hmm. He uh, and if he's been getting on really really bucky practice bulls which they have the ability to do that and and has done well i think he'll he'll do do very good if he hasn't i i let's let's put it this way i don't i don't think he'll be a huge impact you don't think so no okay because they're coming in and when we get to the bracket sam when we get to the bracket uh, we're going to get your prediction here in a little bit. Um, they're coming in seated seven out of eighteen out of the eight teams. Nashville Stampede. Is he a point or two better difference? Do you think? I mean, are you you're looking at him like a seventh place team? What do you? And I and I know this is asking your team coaching philosophy yet again. Uh, can he make a big impact? Or you're going to stick with no? Maybe not huge. No, he would get uh, if I was his coach. He would get on as long as he's healthy. Everyone, okay, because okay. he's better healthy, or, or he's better than most of the guys. Mm-hmm. You know, going he was picked second in the draft overall. Yep, yep. And uh, yep. he he rides bulls very solid, very correct, uh, but you don't bounce back instantly from six months off. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. So we're going to watch that. That's just kind of a point of interest. I saw the other thing is the MVP race. You remember this year is a hundred thousand dollars to win for the regular season. Last year was 50,000 and Jose Vitor Lemmy wins it. Uh, so he's got a hundred thousand that was paid out in, in Austin when they were there. Um, and second place, Sam was a young man that was brought up. I think for the second event in Kansas City, rides for the Kansas City Outlaws, Casio Diaz, he was he ended up being eighty seven points behind Lemmy. Yeah, the young man really rode good. And most people don't know this and I didn't know it till the other day. I knew Carolina was trying to get him. Hmm. And he came there to Carolina Cowboys 
and was uh, with them for a while. Oh, he and was. They, okay. Yeah. Okay. And he wasn't. He wasn't as interested in being there. I think he wanted to be with the coaches he's at now. I see. I see. And uh, really shined yeah. after that. Yeah. But yeah, what was brought to the Carolina Cowboys from Brazil? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was brought up. I mean, after Cheyenne, they they went and got him. They brought him up. So. And and I like your perspective there, J.W. Hart, right, is a coach of the Kansas City Outlaws. Um, yeah. And and I'm and wondering, the Brazilian coach is the uh, one that he really I see looked up to his whole life. I think it's Larry Marchi, I believe. Okay. And uh, I think that's just sometimes you just need somebody to pat you on the back or give you a little push and. Away you go. Absolutely, absolutely. Boy, it has gelled. It has come together. When you think he's 87 points behind Lemmy, and he and he didn't even have a shot at any points in Cheyenne. Yeah. Right? And Lemmy, Lemmy won the first MVP there. He got the 10 grand from that event. But what a year for Cassio Diaz. Um, and he's healthy, and he's headed that way. So when, when we talk about the MVP, um, you know, this is a regular season MVP, and I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw a, a few sharp angles out here. Is there a better way to determine the MVP than on total points from your rides? Is there a better way to determine the MVP? You know, I really like the points mm-hmm. system. Okay. It, it it's it's black and white. You ride your bulls, you get your points. Mm-hmm. Uh I I really like it because most MVPs are picked or whatever. This this one is earned. Okay. You know, not that they don't earn it, but you know, somebody that was second or third in an MVP may they're gonna think they were probably should have been the MVP, but right. this right. this eliminates any should have been. Right. Uh I don't see a better way to do it. I maybe there is. If somebody's got it, I'm willing to listen. Yeah, yeah. And and then another question: um, Should it just be this is a regular season, paid a hundred grand, just the regular season? Should it be carried into the finals, the MVP points race? No, you don't think so. Okay, no, because um, you could be on a team that gets eliminated the first round okay and not not have chances to make that money i see is or or those points that somebody that can get on uh actually you could ride if you got eliminated and went down to to the Mm -hmm. in the bracket bracket, Mm -hmm. then you could ride uh six times that day right right for mvp points and if you win you go on and um i think it should be over now i Saying that, I think there should definitely be an MVP for the finals that the carries finals. that carries that person carries that team to the championship. Okay, okay. I, I, so, so then the next question is: Typically, if you're watching the Super Bowl, right, they have a regular season NFL MVP, right, league MVP, whatever. They also mm-hmm. have the you know the MVP of the of the Super Bowl. So right. here's my question. If you did it just MVP of the finals, does the MVP 
have to be on the championship winning team. You know, <laughs> that's that's funny you say that because they're there it isn't always that way in the Super Bowl. Ninety percent of the time it probably right. is, but I right. always like it when somebody from the other team <laughs> yeah. that didn't win wins it because they they must have been super outstanding. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I would say it, it, the way this format set up, it almost has to be or in the finals like the Super Bowl because to to get there, yeah, you got to carry the team yeah and if you're eliminated the first day or the second day and don't get to ride the third day you know you could ride all your bulls but especially if you're eliminated the first day well you you didn't get to show yep. Yep. getting bucked off or something later in the week so so you gotta um, go rounds you gotta go rounds, yeah. right yeah mm-hmm. all right so then so then moving on here um we put you in this position before we have, um, I want to know your team, Sam, you're the coach, uh, pick the Carolina Cowboys team coaching philosophy for the weekend. Okay. Um, and I'm going to throw a few things out here. So, uh, what's your philosophy? What's the health of the team first? So let's talk about the Carolina Cowboys, your team. What's the health of the team? Everything I'm hearing, they're all coming back for the finals. Okay. Um, Sage is coming back. Uh, Jalen's coming back. Josh Frost will be back. All these people that they haven't had there mm-hmm. will be back. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the, the their depth is good health-wise. You know, if they're little nagging injuries, they'll ride through it. They're mm-hmm. tough. They're, they will do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, if they're hurt, that could change everything. But I think there's, I think they're all fairly healthy. You know, just like Dalen, they're not a hundred percent, but mm-hmm. good enough to go. Good enough to go. So, so what's your uh, opening night? Friday night um, game starts at seven forty-five. Um, I believe Carolina is in the third third game of the evening. We'll go through the bracket here in just a little bit. What's your locker room speech to your boys, to your team? Uh, knowing who's on the Carolina Cowboys and are not young, impressionable kids. Mm-hmm. You know, these are, you know, older, been around the horn. You know, Dalen, probably the youngest that's already won a world championship. Mm-hmm. So, uh I I think the speech would basically be, guys, this is what we came for. This is what we work for. We're here. Go do what you know what to do. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. When you enjoy it, you'll win. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy the ride. And you don't have to get them up and pumped up and run because they, they know how to do what they want to do. Um some of the other teams, you'd have to give a different type of speech to, to get them where you want to get them. But mm-hmm. these guys all are very focused. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it, uh, it would just be you know, try your guts out. I know you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And don't clamp down. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be over you yelling and 
telling you, like some of the coaches just screaming and carrying on. These guys know what to do. Mm-hmm. Just go do what you've done your whole life and what you work for. Okay. And it'll come to you. Come to you. It'll, the winnings will come if you're enjoying what you're doing. Good, 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 good. I like that. I like that a lot. So let me throw, let me throw one at you. Uh, this year for the first time they've had substitution rules. Um, and there is no, I'm going to throw the other thing out. There's no MVP at the finals this year. Okay. Um, so, Let's say you got five riders on each team. Your team rides the first three bulls. The other team bucks off the first three bulls. So you, game's over. Game's over. You, you want it. It's locked. Right. Now, you've got two of your big starters yet to go. Your closer, whoever that may, maybe Dalen. I don't know who they're going to close with. What do you do? Do you make substitutions again? Uh, health-minded, et cetera. No MVP at the finals. What's your thoughts? Well, my first thought is sit them down, let other guys get on. Okay. My second thought is what bull do they have? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, have they been getting on regularly? Could they be rusty? Mm-hmm. You know, if if uh, somebody like Dale and he's got a real good bull that fits him, mm-hmm. let him get on and get a little of the rust out mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um but if they've been riding and doing well sit them down you know because mm-hmm. it's bull riding you yep. know yep. anything can happen anytime you get stepped on you know it, it mm-hmm. just even if you ride you still got to get off and get out of there okay. so i if you got it one and they've been getting on and i would nine i say 80 percent, probably 90 percent. sit them down okay yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Live defied in the bigger games as we move on is what I'm hearing. Yep. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. Uh, and I know the matchups matter and I know all of that. And if, and, and we talked about it, you know, Dalen's a seven out of 10, you said, right. Uh, and yep. if, if the matchup, the best bull for him, the best we got on this evening is gonna, gonna be hard on your shoulder, dude, he's gonna be hard on your shoulder. Do we make a substitution? So, uh, and I know a lot goes in. You got to have a game plan behind the scenes, right? That that if we make our first three rides and they don't, or they ride one, okay, Dalen, here's here's kind of the batting order that we're probably going to go to if we've got. It looks like we have this in hand, you know, because we don't want you to get hurt. Yeah, and uh, and there again, even if you don't, if you got somebody that's iffy mm-hmm. and. You know, they're a little sore after the first round or second round. And some of them, the Carolinas are so deep that uh, you could put one of those other guys in there and not lose a whole lot. You bet. You bet. You bet. Okay, excellent. And I know there's money on the lines and that sort of thing, too. And I know I I just tried to take the MVP out just to try to simplify a little bit. All right, time for predictions. We're going to get there. First off, your bracket. And um, so the way it goes, there are six, um, there are three games, three regular games on Friday uh, and on Saturday. And out of eight teams, you would normally have four. 
So what's going to happen is your number one seed, the Austin Gamblers, your number two seed, the Kansas City Outlaws have a bye on Friday night. They do not ride. So that puts your number three through your number eight uh, into the mix. And the way the seed goes, high seed plays the lowest, next high seed plays the next lowest, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm going to run down through here, and I don't. I know you've studied this a little bit. Um, so in the first game, we have the number three ranked Texas Rattlers uh, playing the number eight seeded Missouri Thunder. Who wins? Texas. Texas. All right, let me write that down. So Texas wins the first game. Second game of the evening on Friday night, you've got Oklahoma Freedom number four going to play number seven the nashville stampede and who comes out of that number four number seven oklahoma or nashville i feel like a football analyst here yeah who knows but i i think there's an upset i think nashville will will win this one okay okay so we've got i've got that marked as an upset uh and you think uh pacheco being back is going to make that bit of a right turn um you know something about the oklahoma freedom the rest of us need to know or just you no, think it's their no. night i i i don't know uh kaiki coming back i think will be a morale booster mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whether that makes a difference or not i don't know but it definitely be a morale booster mm-hmm. I, I think that uh oklahoma is They've definitely got better here. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've won a lot of games with just getting by. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can only do that so long. But their team has gotten some more depth and uh, gotten a little better. But uh, I I just, you know, Silvano's probably going to ride because they'll match him up perfectly. And uh, if you get one more decent ride in there. Uh, now, yeah, now I, I don't know. I just one, think one thing I want to point out here. Yes, we've got Pacheco coming back, but Chase Outlaw, I had read, had broke his leg at the last event. Yes, he did, and he's still showing his protected roster. He's not on the IR, dude. And I don't know. Maybe it doesn't matter at this point. Well, he's not right. He's I, not right. I can pretty much tell you that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we got Nashville in game if number two. If he is, he shouldn't be. Let's put it that way. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Understood. Game number three, number five, Arizona Ridge Riders, and number six, Carolina Cowboys. Um, do I even need to ask? Arizona or Carolina? Well, I'm going to go with Carolina. They're, yeah. On paper, there shouldn't even be anybody close to them. Yeah. But – we don't do this on paper. Yeah, that's right. So that's right. That's right. It, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Carolina. Carolina. Perfect. All right. So that means our last chance game, they're going to allow one team to that wins to advance to the second round, Saturday night round. So per your picks, I've got the Missouri Thunder. They've lost. They're coming back on the last chance, Oklahoma Freedom, and the Arizona Ridge Riders. Um, and it's like a regular game, right? Missouri gets on a bull, then Oklahoma, then Arizona, and they, they, they go in rotation just like a normal game. 
Yes. Okay. Who's your who who wins out on that last chance? I would say Arizona. Arizona. Okay. The number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Oklahoma's going to go down with two losses on the first evening. Yep. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't know for sure, but that's no, what no, I'm that's saying. okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I, I, I see you. Um, so round two, Saturday night, seven forty-five Pacific Daylight Time. Uh, the first game, you got the Austin Gamblers, number one seeds, going to go against the lowest remaining seed, which is going to be the Nashville Stampede. Austin, number one, Nashville, number seven. Who who wins that game? Austin. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. I got that down. The next game is really the one that I think should be the final matchup. It's the ones that I think. I think is just going to be super close. And that next game is going to be your number two seeds. Remember, they rested on Friday night. Now, maybe we can argue, does that help or does that not help that evening off? Who knows? Kansas City Outlaws going to play the Carolina Cowboys. Kansas number two, Kansas City number two, Carolina number six. Who wins? Uh, this bias procrastinator or yeah yeah <laughs> prognosticator yes uh, yes whatever so that word is your prediction yeah, close, close. <laughs> I, I say carolina wins carolina uh, wins so we're gonna call that an upset then too a number two seed gets beat by a number six seed mm-hmm. okay and then um and then the final regular game is going to be number three texas rattlers who won the night before against the Arizona Ridge Riders, who played back from the last chance game the night before. So it's the number three highest remaining seed versus the number four remaining highest seed. Number three, Texas Rattler. Number five, Arizona Ridge Riders. What do you say? Texas. Texas. Okay. Okay, so then there's another last chance game, what we call a qualifier. So the three losers on the night, number seven, Nashville Stampede, number two, Kansas City Outlaws, and number five, Arizona Ridge Riders. Number seven, number two, and number five. Who wins that last chance game to advance to the third round on Sunday? Kansas City. Kansas City. They're going to bounce back. Okay. Okay. So then that sets up game number nine on Sunday, first game. The top remaining seed, the highest remaining seed is number one, Austin Gamblers. They're going to play the lowest remaining seed, number six, Carolina Cowboys. So what are you saying? Austin Gamblers versus the Carolina Cowboys. Boy, that that one is... Yeah, Carolina. Carolina. You're going with Carolina again. Okay. Yep. And then that means your number two top remaining seed and your number three, your third top remaining seed is going to be Kansas City Outlaws. Remember, they battled back from your last chance game on Saturday night. They're going to be playing the number three Texas Rattlers. by Just by regular season, it's got to be a tight game. Right? So, number two, Kansas City Outlaws. Number three, Texas Rattlers. You know, these two teams, Mm -hmm. especially Texas, you don't 
they got no stars. They're just try. They mm-hmm. got to try their guts out. Mm-hmm. But I think that Kansas City will will win. Now they got Cody Lambert as a coach there for the Texas Rattlers, dude. You've well, known Cody how many years? Well, a little while. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna bet against you're gonna bet against Cody. You're really gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Cody has done stuff with them guys that I didn't yep. you know yep. didn't think possible. You know, yep. he's made them believe in themselves. Yep. And that 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 is the difference between a team like Carolina that knows their depth and what they got, you know, and mm-hmm. knows how to do it. That that those are the young guys that you're gonna take and maybe show videos of somebody almost being bucked off and turning loose and spurring one and getting back in shape, you know. You bet. Not trying to ride to the not trying to hang on to the whistle, but to ride to the whistle. You bet. And uh that that those are impressionable younger men that you would change your coaching philosophy for. Okay. 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 And he must have done it because they've been outstanding. They've been outstanding. They've been outstanding. Absolutely. So that means game number 11, which is played on Sunday, uh, will be for third place. And that's going to put the loser of game number nine, which was the Austin Gamblers, and the loser of game number semifinal, game number 10, which is the Texas Rattlers, right? Um, who uh, who wins out of those two? You know, I I think Austin, but the more I think about it, as I say that, you know, if they don't get to the finals, they're gonna feel beat. They're gonna be mm. defeated. Oh. Okay. You think um, Cody and his in his blue collar crew can make it through? Well, I, I you know, at first I would say no, but mm-hmm. the more I think about it, um I think if if there's nothing to a big to go for, mm-hmm. it's gonna hurt Austin. Okay. And uh okay. now now that second thought says uh that the uh, Young guys still got a point to prove, and they will try. Okay. So I'll go with Texas. You're going with Texas. Okay. So Texas is going to be number three. Austin Gamblers are going to be number four. So then determine number one and number two. You're going back at a game that's already been played, right? The Carolina Mm -hmm. Cowboys, number six, are going to match up again with the Kansas City Outlaw, which was a Saturday night game. Carolina Cowboys won on Saturday night. Um, everybody studied films, right? J.W. Hart's done a lot of thinking. Uh, Jerome Davis is, is looked at his matchups, all that sort of thing for the Carolina Cowboys. Uh, so Kansas City and the Carolina Cowboys. What's your pick? Well, this biased person says Carolina. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. And that's an upset, dude, when a number six seed wins out like that okay and and yeah it's an upset but if the guys are healthy oh for sure it's not an upset yeah you know yeah uh, it isn't they that that carolina crew has done an outstanding job of recruiting people and uh getting draft picks and yeah you bet you bet 
And and we're going to do a show next week that'll wrap this up, that we're going to come back and see how good you did on your bracket. And let me give you a little bit more information. There's 12 games total, all right? All the semifinals, all the last chance qualifiers, all that sort of thing. Went through and did the math. I and got my, my tally stick out, and I went down through it in 12 games. But don't, don't forget, there's two last chance qualifiers that are 15 rides apiece. So... Per my calcs, there's 130 rides total over the three-day period. So here's my question. How many 90-point-plus rides do you think there'll be in in three days of competition there? 130 total. 130 total rides. How many 90-plus how many 90, how, how rides do you think there'll be? Uh, nine. Nine. Now that's less than ten percent. Uh huh. You're okay with that? Yep. Okay. Nine, and it's ninety points, ninety plus to whatever it goes to. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Each one will count. Okay. Uh, let me ask you another one. How many games will be won with a perfect set, meaning five rides for a team? How many games will be won with five rides? Well, I I would like to think there will be a couple, but um, only one team has ever done it, mm-hmm. and you've got to have the bull situation has to work out just right. So I'll say none. None. Okay. None. All right, I've got that marked down. Another predictor here. How many games will be won with one ride for a team? Now, that doesn't mean the other team doesn't make a ride. That means both teams may make a ride, or one team goes zero for five, but how many games will be won with one ride? And we've seen it a few times, right? We've seen, I think most recently, Carolina Cowboys won by like two points with one ride over over their over their opponent. How many games will be won with one ride for a team? None. 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 Okay. Very possible, but uh, I think they're going to have the guys up for mm-hmm. for riding. Okay. You know. Okay. Okay. And then, and then I'm gonna do something that the PBR is not doing. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna keep tally here. An MVP of the finals, right? We are gonna okay. go total points, and I want to know who your top five are. Now, wait a minute here, and and to win, the teams got to must advance the furthest, right? It, it's just common sense. That the odds are that the team, uh, the player that wins the MVP is going to be at least in the semifinals or have battled back for an extra 10 rides uh, through the last chance qualifier. And before I go any further, will there be a team this year that battles back through both last chance qualifiers? Oh, boy. I know your bracket doesn't have it. No, I was gonna say I don't think so. That that's a tough road to lose twice and win twice. <laughs> right, right. It'd be a high drama, but um, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so no, nobody's gonna gonna go into that extra rides every evening. All right, so I'm gonna give you a moment here. MVP of the finals. Give me your top five that are gonna be in the running. 
Okay. Um, number five, Dalton Castle. Okay. Number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, Cooper Davis. Okay. Number three. N- number three. Uh, get on Kansas City. Caden uh, Brunch? No, that's Oklahoma. No, he's on Oklahoma. Which would have a good chance of being there, but I don't think they're going to go oh, far enough. Oh, Cassio to, Diaz. To yes, Cassio Diaz. Okay. All right. Uh, he finished up number two this year. Number number two. Oh, I, I left out one, didn't I? <laughs> uh, no, you got. I I showed. I know. Okay, I had two. Okay, yeah. Uh, if they're if they're going to do what I say they're going to do, it's going to be. Sage, Kensley, two. Uh, Sage will be second. Yeah. Okay. And of course, being a biased person. Yeah. Damon. So so and and perfect. Got it. <laughs> so let me just run down through here. Dalen's first, Sage Kimmy's, Kimsey's number two, Cassio Diaz, Cooper Davis, Dalton Castle, number five. I yeah. hear no Jose Vitor no, Lemmy no anywhere Jose. here. And and like I said, oh, I forgot one, didn't I? Okay, so uh, what do you want to do? You want yeah, to make a change no, here? No, I don't. So you're going to say Lemmy's not top five? Okay, for one thing, he's <laughs> he's out. He, they're not getting on the top a, the a first game, day. Mm-hmm. The first day. Okay. 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 Uh, and the next thing, if they're if they do not win out and go to the finals and go for third and fourth, mm-hmm. if I'm coaching, I pull them out. Okay. You know, sit down. You know, you've done your job all year. You're, you're, the, you're the greatest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you won the MVP, but don't get hurt. You already got your 100 uh, grand. Go sit down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. In and, my opinion, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. How do you not put them in the top five? That's just ludicrous. No, I think your logic is good. Now, the only place I'll push back against, you got Cassio Diaz, who's going to sit out first round two. Yeah. Now, Cassio, though, is going to be in the finals, right? And Kansas City is going to play Carolina. So, odds are. They're getting an extra game in the, the loser bracket. Yeah. Um, so let me just real quickly run down through your Dalen Sage, number one, number two, are with Carolina Cowboys, Cassio Diaz with Kansas City Outlaws, Cooper Davis, Carolina Cowboys, and then Castles with the Austin Gamblers. You're you're yeah. happy with this? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm happy. I, I'd be ecstatic if that's what happened. Okay, but, so uh, your <laughs> prediction of the MPV of the finals, which we are defining as total points. Total points put on the board. Your prediction is Dalen. Yeah. Perfect. So we, we're hearing about the expansion of the PBR. I know you've been talking. Rochester, New York needs a team. You're trying to put together a, your 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 soda cans and your, your empties. Yeah. 
for, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. So, so tournament structure, and this has been this has been pointed out to me. Uh, all just go back to last year, twenty twenty two. Nashville comes in number eight and wins out and wins the championship. So where where is the regular season? Does the season regular season matter? Should there be in like in NASCAR, there is a regular season champion that is named before it goes into the playoffs. The last um, was it twelve games or twelve races or whatever, right? Should there be so? So should every team, let me back up, let me back up. Tournament team structure, if you go to 10 teams, should all team, 10 teams go to Vegas? No. Okay. So let me, let me ask another question with 10 teams, with 10 teams. Let's say you let all 10 go, but you eliminated, eliminated the last chance qualifier for the losers of each night. So you're one and done. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I really like that last chance thing. It okay. makes it so exciting. Okay. okay. You know, you lost, you're let down, and you're, oh, man, ah, terrible. Oh, wait. Yeah. We can still, if we win, we can still go on. You we know? can still battle back. Okay. Yeah. And I, I like that. Okay. Idea. So let's leave Whoever the last. came up with it was very good. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So let's leave that in. What if you don't expand in 2024? What's your recommendation? Stay with eight teams. Do... I mean, how do you how do you make the regular season matter? And you know, and the reason NASCAR went to a playoff series was back in 2010 or whatever it was, Matt Kenseth wins the championship in NASCAR, right? In Winston Cup at the time and never wins a race all season, does it purely on points. Okay, and they said not good enough. No, no, no. You've got to win. That's why they came up with the playoff season, uh, 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 postseason, if you will. Top sixteen get in, and every three races, four are eliminated. So, how do you, how do you balance this out if you've got eight teams? How do you make it so it means something during the regular season? And then what's your structure look like when you get to Vegas? You got any thoughts? You want to wait till you watch the weekend? Well, I, I, I get everybody wants to see them win mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, they, you know, that's why the NFR and the PBR finals are so successful now. A yeah. guy from the bottom can come up and win. Yeah. Yeah. But they want to see it. Right. You know, you don't want to see them win through the whole summer. Yeah, you know, just just be a player in there, and then just oh, limp in in third place and win the championship. You bet, you, you know, bet. and that makes and, sense. And, yeah, have it won before uh, you get there, right? Right. Yeah, and that that's that doesn't mean to the crowd that's mm-hmm. not not near the yeah. enthusiasm. And let's let's face it, this is a spectator sport. It is. It is. It's it all about is. bringing yeah. people into enjoy what you're giving them and how you enjoy it is seeing somebody win you bet you bet uh, and if you're a team owner you've got a lot of money invested you got a lot of sponsors that are playing with you uh going to be hard to talk to them if your team doesn't get to go to vegas (laughs) right yeah (laughs) yeah so would would be very yeah 
But we can see if you do expand eight, ten teams, you're either going to have to add days at Vegas to get through all ten teams. And if it goes bigger than that, you're going to have to have some play. I mean, it just gets bigger through your tournament, you know, like the, like the, you know, the NCAA basketball. It just, they, they limited 64 teams, you know, mm-hmm. to start. So anyway. And that, that's probably on their agenda. Yeah. To, to make it a, a longer time in Vegas, you know, get okay. more people there and make it long. I don't okay. know. I'm just saying that, you know. For sure. For sure. That makes sense. All right. That's it for the teams. Let's talk about, uh, you want to talk about the PRCA uh, Bucking Bowl of the Year this year. What do you got to say? Well, um, this this might surprise you, Doug, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. that Bayou Bengal, which is Pete Carr's Bowl, mm-hmm. was uh, purchased by Dalen at uh, Texarkana Sale three years ago. And we had him, he had him up here breeding cows on him and uh, took him down there and let a, a guy that was hauling for Pete Carr, uh, he's used them. And uh, then they put him in an auction and Pete Carr bought him out, right? Because the guy wasn't hauling him anymore. So Dalen owned the bull that is now the world champion Holy bucking bull. Holy cow. Okay. And you were using him as breeding stock, so got some got some calves on the ground from Bayou Bengal? We he must. Okay. Yeah, okay. And and you know, he really bucked Dalen was using him for a practice bowl and oh, wow. it was a little bit much for a practice bowl, let me tell you. Okay. But okay. uh I don't know what calves he got out of him, but now he wished he probably oh, well, no <laughs> did doubt. a whole lot more, let me tell you. Well, uh, and that, that just goes to show you, you know, you can have the best bull, but if he's not getting to the right rodeos and, you know, not getting the right outs, Sam, right? You know, Roman, mm-hmm. the other good bull that Dalen had, never went to a finals except for one the PBR finals mm-hmm. and a finals in Tennessee that they let me take whatever I wanted to take. Oh, that was the Seabrook uh, finals. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he, he was bucking bull around there and yeah. ended up second overall there. Mm-hmm. And uh, then one year I found a rule in the IPRA that, because they wouldn't take him. He, I mean, he just he just bucked. He wasn't mean. He, yep. he just was a bucking bull. Yep. And hard hard ride because he was strong. But he uh, they had some kind of rule in there. You could pick if your first animal you had on the sheet didn't get selected to go, mm-hmm. you could take him. Oh, okay. And what, once I found that out. I got him to go to the IFR too. Okay. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> Just one time. He only yeah. had one trip there because he drew up in the re-ride pen the first time and he would have probably been bucking bull of the finals easily if he'd had two trips. You but bet. he only you got bet. one. You and bet. that's the way it goes. But uh, yeah. yeah, so exactly right. You can have the best stock in the world if you if nobody sees him or he bucks everybody off in one jump, it, it you get nowhere. But right. Right. Here from New York, uh, that bull was 
up here for a couple of years and is now the world champion bucking bull in the PRCA. That is so exciting. That is so cool. And at some and, point, and, go ahead. And Dalen did his homework to buy them because yep. bull as uh, he, uh, he was raised there in Oklahoma and those guys are the, probably the best bull breeders in the country. And Dalen went back and he was looking things over and, you know, he's a big bull and when, and probably the only reason on his breeding he got him is because he knew what bull was selling and they, they called out the wrong bull. Oh, wow. And, and then he, uh, he bought him and the, 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 the auctioneer said, no, we're not going back. You, you got to see a buck and yeah. that bull sold. So, okay. Okay. You know? Okay. Wow. That's, that's neat. That's neat. That connection. Back to New York we come, Sam. Another one of those yeah. great New York connections. And has the rafter or the, the P on them. So uh, okay. that's that's the brand old people know who raised them. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. Excellent. All right. Um, let's talk a little bit about some upcoming events. Uh, we got the American Finals Rodeo coming up in the Garwood Arena in Columbiana, Ohio. I looked this up on the map. Uh, south of Youngstown, uh, Ohio, beautiful looking arena, outdoor, or a big indoor arena, beautiful setting. Uh, and that's coming up Friday, November 10th and 11th, two performances. Um, and then the IPRA finals, IFR 54, um, January 11th, the 12th, the 13th, the 14th of 2024. That's coming up. That's going to be at the Lazy E Arena in Guthrie, Oklahoma. And Sam, I want to talk a little bit. You know, when we were in St. Tete, we talked about technology and rodeo, PBR using instant uh, replays and uh, being able to, to tell if somebody slapped a bull or whatever. And Oklahoma, or uh, I should say the IPRA has announced that they will have the instant replay review challenge at the International Finals Rodeo this coming January. What do you think? I would clap my hands and uh, whistle and all that stuff if we could. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I love it. I think it's wonderful. It, uh, it, it's not going to be perfect. It's always going to have a a little bit, but you will eliminate the marking out if you missed them out mm -hmm, or not. Mm -hmm, and slaps, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, slap, you know, look at all the calls in the PBR that's overturned. Yep. Uh, you know, I would have won a truck one year at the IFR if I got bucked off. I was laying across the horse's neck and I was making a heck of a ride and right at seven, he jerked me down and. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, I got my feet in the stirrups. I haven't touched them, and mm -hmm. down I went, you know, when the whistle blew. And he split my head open. I went to the hospital. I came back, and I said, why would you egg, egg me, the one judge? He said, I didn't. I marked you 44. Mm -hmm. I said, oh. Went to the other judge. Why would you egg me? He said, you dropped your buck rein. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, well, yeah, dropped my buck rein. How do you dispute that? Well, right. Right. And when you watch that on the video, that's what jerked me back underneath the horse. I didn't drop no buck ring. I see. You know? I see. But, yeah, that being said, it, it just is another way to improve the game. Mm -hmm. And anything you can do to make it fair or fair, because this is an unfair 
arena that we all play in. Right, right, uh, right. The more fair you can make it, the better it is. You know, you judgment calls are judgment calls. I can sit here and do a Monday morning quarterback yeah. all day and yeah. disagree with them and get mad at them. And, but they're out there, and it's not like they're trying to cheat. It's just their judgment calls. And yep, yep. We both don't like the same women right, all the time. Right, so, right, uh, right, right. Yep. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I, I think it's great. It, great. Okay, excellent. And the reason I'm bringing these two up, and first off, the IPRA Finals IFR 54 is going to be in the Lazy E Arena in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Um, and we're going to be talking, um, I've got, uh, we're going to get scheduled with Dale Yerrigan. We talked about that, the general manager of the IPRA. He's going to be talking about the purchase that went down in January, some of the some of the technology that's coming in. And he's going to be talking about a lot of the innovations that have come out of the International Professional Rodeo Association. And to me, certainly the PBR has the replays, but they're going to be a leader in professional rodeo uh, when they come out with this. And, And it's coming out in January. So, and the reason we're talking about these two events is I want to, I want to segue to the Rawhide Rodeo crew. Of course, we got Raymond Hotstetler, uh, number one in the APRA, Sam, number nine in the IPRA, um, standings. What, what are you hearing of Raymond? Is he out and about? He had some issues with his saddle. What do you know? Um, he's still fighting the saddle a little bit and, he has been at home. His wife is expecting oh, wow. a baby. And oh, wow. I called him yesterday and she hadn't had it yet. And I hadn't talked to him today. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, he's been laying kind of low. Okay. I, I could use some barn help up here to work on this barn. And he's excellent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. For I sure. guess you better stay home, Raymond. Yeah. Well, it's a good, I mean, he's a veteran cowboy. So rest up, get ready to go. Uh, in a few weeks, in in uh, mid November, not less than a month away, three weeks away, he'll be in uh, Columbiana, Ohio, protecting his his number one standings in the IPRA, and then uh, and then we've also, of course, you got to talk about Eli, right? Uh, currently number three in the APRA, currently number seven in the IPRA standings. What are you hearing there, Sam? Well, Eli had a mishap. Last last week, I guess he uh, he went to the mid states finals. He won the year end, but yeah. uh, rode his horse, got off, and the horse kicked him right in the face. Oh my! Knocked him out cold. Blood was coming out of his nose and mouth, pretty bad. And I talked to him a couple times yesterday, and he was just. They told him two months without doing anything to let the bones in his face heal up wow so it it poor eli <laughs> yeah so teeth or um god golly. he didn't he didn't say anything about the teeth it sounded like it kicked him in the side of the head oh my uh Concussed? his one eye was swelled shut oh, oh. i'm sure he oh. had a he was out for a long time oh, he said wow. wow you know wow. he didn't he woke up in the hospital oh wow guess. okay maybe a little before that okay and he was throwing up, so he probably had a pretty severe concussion. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, okay. So thoughts and prayers are with him. Let's send him some healing energy to our listeners. Keep him in your thoughts. 
Um, so please, <laughs> yeah, please, please, please. Uh, and then what are you hearing about Carl Runfola? What uh, is he out and about? Um, no, he was up here this week. Okay. Uh, my sister's daughter's daughter got married, and uh, he came up for the wedding and went hunting and here and he he went to the Texas circuit finals and rode in the permit oh there okay so, uh, so he's still riding on the permit he hasn't yes he'll okay. have to get a card this year okay okay once you're out of college if you won over the limit of money you have to get your card so okay Okay. He's done with school and he'll have to get his card. So next year he will be first year card holder and be rookie in the rookie standings then? Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. It'll be his rookie year. Okay. Okay. I didn't know that because he's had a pretty good year this year. Uh, yeah. But riding on a permit. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Um, and then uh, Colton. We, we never end a show without talking about Colton. Uh, I saw on Facebook he had a, he won a saddle. Uh, big steer wrestling championship it looked like called slam fest he was a slam fest open champion i read and this was i read this right on the side of the saddle by the way okay on the fender oh yeah 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 (laughs) west point mississippi so what do you what are you hearing about colton and uh how how do you end up his season i know the regular season's done yeah he uh he didn't get all the goals he wanted to get accomplished but uh he learned a lot of the ropes, I think, and he he's, he can he can play with them if everything works right. And it's all about horsepower and the biggest thing drawing the right steers. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. when you go win something like that slam fest, you know there's a lot of people that are out really, really, you know, in the top fifteen, and it, it there's so many guys at Bulldog so good that. You're not going to win them all, but now he 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 knows he can do it now, mm-hmm. and that's a big part of winning is oh, knowing sure. how to win. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right. Who haven't we covered? Is there anything else you can think of, Sam? No, I think we're in pretty good shape. Though. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> well, I love these catch-ups, and uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend and. Uh, uh, Vegas and and so forth. So uh, we'll try to we'll try to wrap it up next week when everybody gets back on their feet a little bit, and we'll see how you did on your production predictions and that sort of thing, Sam. <laughs> Maybe we can forget about that. Well, and, we'll uh, see. We'll see. That's yeah, okay. It's part of the fun, right? Before. Part of the yeah, fun. Yeah. So make sure you keep your bracket up there and just keep it up to date as you go through it. You'll you'll okay. you'll know pretty quickly where you stand. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd like to thank our listeners, and we hope that you enjoy our podcast as much as Sam and I enjoy doing it. If you do, please share it with your friends. Help us spread the word. Share it on Facebook. Share it however you share it. To make your listening easier, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podca- Podcasts, and now on Google Podcasts. Search for Beyond the Shoots and follow us. Reminder: Check out the New York State Rodeo Museum. Facebook group page and become a member. It is what started this whole podcast, all the history, and we try to reference it every time we have a conversation. The history that that uh, rodeo cowboys and cowgirls out of the state of New York. And we'd like to say thank you 
to Parasite Systems for their support with our podcast. Parasite System is a push-button parasitic diagnostic system for your pasture animals, your horses, your cattle, your goats, sheep, and chickens, and for your companion animals, brand new system for your dogs and your cats. You can find them at ParasiteSystems.com. Now offering testing via the mail in Canada. And here's your coupon. Please use it. BTC023 for 50% off your specimen kits. So check it out. Now this is Beyond the Shoots. Until next time, this is Doug Simcox. And Sam Swearingen. Saying thank you for listening. Have a good day. Be safe.